Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email piercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, metalheads, after going to a rager, what's your ultimate go-to? Mine is totally pizza. So when Overload is playing or I'm promoting the Metal Forge Live showcases or the big goddamn metal show, I go to Pizza Donisi. Pizza Donisi is gourmet artisan pizza from right here in Louisville, Kentucky. It features things like the pizza of the month, the sandwiches, and also vegetarian and vegan options, which is so totally fucking cool for all, all of it's It's awesome pizza. You definitely want to go. Hey, and also, from time to time, they do cannolis. Oh, so fucking good. You know what they said, man. Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Yeah, just like that in Godfather. They're located right next to the Mag Bar at 1396 South 2nd Street. So either stop in or call in at 502-213-0488. They're open till midnight. The witching hour. Hey, metalheads, you all hear me talk about Magbar all the time. It is the home to the Metal Forge Live showcases and is an integral stop in the ultimate underground metal tour schedule. They obviously feature live music, but the Magbar also has daily specials like Pint and Slice Night on Tuesdays with Pizza Donisi. But they also do Bring Your Own Vinyl on Thursdays with DJ Kent Jackson. And Finer Things Sundays. Located right next to Pizza Donisi at 1398 South 2nd Street. Open 3 p.m. to 4 a.m. seven days a week. Get your asses out to the Mag Bar. Rock out. For 45 years in keeping Louisville weird, Electric Ladyland has been there for all your eccentricities. While they do offer the best smoking supplies out on the market today, there's a whole lot more to check out. From ashtrays and blacklight posters, to records, incense and burners, and items to stock your metaphysical supply. They're open from 10 to 10, seven days a week. Located at 2325 Bardstown Road in Louisville, Kentucky, and at electricladyland420.com. Roll out. 
the year was 1979, and all the world was caught up in disco and Star Wars. But in Louisville, something was happening. A young entrepreneur named Ben had a vision to be the best record store in all of the city. Fast forward to 2023, and Better Days Records is still going strong. Still, after all these years, owned by the same guy. We have had some trips and falls along the way, but so does life, and Better Days is here to stay. With two awesome locations at 921 Barrett Avenue and at 2600 West Broadway, Better Days are surely in your future. Thank you for tuning into the Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple. Awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at metalforgeradio at gmail.com or visit the website metalforgeradio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What's going on, metalheads? Thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. Holy shit. What an awesome, like, last couple of weeks it has been, man. Um, fuck. Like, holy shit, dude. Like, I don't even know where to begin. So, first, let's talk about the guest. VHS. So, VHS, man, like, when Sean from Wise Blood hit me up and said, Hey, man, I think you should talk to these guys. I think you would really like them. And I did, because, you know, fucking... You know, you all know me at this point. You know what my musical taste is. You know I'm a huge fucking thrash fan and whatever else, you know. Fucking new wave of uh, British heavy metal, new wave of traditional heavy metal type stuff. You know, that that whole, or that old chestnut, as Dr. Evil would say. So anyway, when I, I kept fucking thinking of uh, UHF from fucking Weird Al and I'm like singing these fucking like lyrics and shit and I'm like we got it all we got it all and it's like no motherfucker that's UHF not VHS so that was my uh, big thing that's been on my mind the these last few weeks getting this interview up and running so Anyway, they just, uh, last week, released the newest album, Quest for the Mighty Riff. And we're going to hear a couple of tracks off of that today. Um, And fuck. So, anyway, let's let's wait on him, put him on standby, and let's let's talk. So, obviously, you've heard some new sponsors at the beginnings of the shows. Fucking holy shit. Uh... A couple of Louisville deals, Electric Ladyland uh, here in Louisville, the the uh, oldest head shop in town. Total total cool shit. Uh, it was originally a record store, then they then they became like a head shop. They started selling some some uh, tobacco product stuff, you know, and all of that cool shit. And other than that, like you know, they still kept like a little bit of a used record thing going along to get with like you know your fucking your uh, blacklight posters and your fucking your ashtrays and shit like that. But also, 
uh, Magbar is sponsoring the me- uh, the Metal Forge, you know, because I've I featured the the Metal Forge live shows there uh, pretty much exclusively these last couple of years, and 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 it's rad as shit, man. I dig it. I love it. And Pizza Donisi next door to Magbar is sponsoring the Metal Forge as well, and I, that's so cool too, you know, to to get some uh, get some. Uh, get some action back for for a change, you know, because we're all trying to promote each other. That's that's the the thing here, I think. So anyway, uh, and then all uh, Better Days Records is back as a sponsor now. Uh, I am not working at the store. I might be work. I am working with the store, but not in the store. And so anybody who has any kind of uh, physical product, if you have shirts, you have uh, patches. Uh, uh, vinyl, you have CDs. Uh, send me an email, uh, metalforgeradio at gmail.com, and tell me who you are and uh, and uh, what you have. And we will be, I will be in contact with you th- uh, exclusively from the record store to to possibly get your stuff put on our store. So if you want stuff in a brick-and-mortar store in Louisville, Kentucky, you know, hit me up. We'll put it in there. We'll sell it. And it won't even be a consignment thing. Um, We'll buy it from you. So fuck yeah. Fuck yes, because that's what we want to do. We want to build the fucking independent metal fucking scene here. You know, fuck Let's do this. We are the caretakers to the to this generation. So let's fucking leave it better than we got it. You know that's the way I've always I've always had had a thing for leave it better than you got it. So uh, yeah, Better Days Records is back as a sponsor now to the Metal Forge. Um, metal well, Better Days Records and. Um, Electric Ladyland are sponsoring Flame Keeper, so you you will see ads for them on the Unsleeved videos, as well as you will hear those ads on the Alehorn and the Mudhorn uh, podcasts as well. So uh, you're yeah, totally rad, fucking awesome people. We do have some other some other cool news coming up too, like the big goddamn metal show. You know, I'm still waiting on announcing some more bands for that. Because, you know, it's still early yet. It's only it's only uh, the beginning of pretty much June. And, you know, so fuck. I mean, we've got four months, right? So, but yeah, there's some other festivals coming up and such. So, uh, I'm going to be booking a few other shows um, at Magbar. Uh, maybe not necessarily Metal Forge live shows or anything like that, but... You know, you will see some pretty cool shit coming along that way. So, fuck yeah, man. It's been awesome. And thank you all so much for, you know, tuning in each and every week. This has been awesome. Uh, I love you all. Jason loves you all. Fucking all of the bands that we uh, have on here and across all of our platform, man. Like, for real, it's it's awesome. And thank you all so fucking very much. So fuck yeah. Uh, here's my kind of. Uh, I'm gonna give like a you know Thrasher man like Thrasher thank of the week, the most metal moment of my week. 
Yeah, uh, so I'm going to do that. Most metal moment of my week is complimenting the drive through girl at Little Caesars this week and on her earrings that were axes, like straight-up fucking battle axes. And I was like, hey, those are some awesome fucking axes. And she ended up giving me, like, the the most expensive pizza on their menu for the for the regular price and 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 that was fucking rad as shit most metal moment of the week man so fuck yeah and yeah so find a thing out there and give it the most metal thank you can give it a fucking deal you know because that's what it's fucking all about so anyways i'm sitting here and I'm thinking of the song I want to play, and fucking Jason calls into the Metal Forge. Holy shit. Jason, what's going on? Not much, man. I'm just uh, <laughs> checking in here from last night's uh, marathon recording session with upcoming guests. No shit, dude. Like, the Donner Party was recorded that night, and uh, Tom... Uh... Come on, now. Oh, my God. Jordan? Jordan? Yeah, yeah, Tom Jordan. From a twenty watt tombstone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll go ahead and let the cats out of the bags that they're coming <clears throat> on because they're both fucking awesome guests. But yeah, so I'm totally ransacking him here. I didn't tell him that I was going to record. I just said, "Hey, watch this," and picked it back up. So, dude, what's uh, how is uh, a Wednesday night when we're recording this for you? Well, I'm getting ready for work tomorrow. Making a list of what I need to pick up. About to go up hanging with the wife for a little while before I pass out and wake up tomorrow pissed off that I'm awake. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The segment I just left, I was sitting there saying to me, like, think of something that's metal and be thankful for it. Yeah. Dude, I hate getting up in the morning, man. I don't care. I don't care how early it is or how late. I'm always like, it's just too damn early. Like, I, I like laying in bed for like an hour before I get up. I like just collecting thoughts, stretching, like, going over my head what I want to do for the day. Um, but sometimes you just got to get up and, and roll. So, yeah, it is what it is. Okay, so here's the thing, uh, Metal Forge Land. Jason it works for himself. So if he gets yeah. up and just every day is just like, I got to get up and roll. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Except like, for days I got to watch the kids when my wife has to get up and roll. That's like one or two days a week. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, see... So you do get a uh, kind of a break. I don't know if you call it a break with two small kids. It can be more stressful. I read, sometimes I rather just go to work, um, to be honest. <laughs> and then, you know, the stepson, you're like, here, I got to I gotta go do something. <laughs> He's at work, so it doesn't uh, matter. Oh, he works during the day those those days. Yeah, he uh, works uh, like 11 to 8. Ugh. <clears throat> I, I worked 11 to 8 one time. It's the fucking most terrible shift in the world. Expe- well, you, know, you don't have to go too early, and you don't get home too late. So, Yeah, but everything is either uh, op- just opening. Like, most music stores open at, like, 10 in the morning. <laughs> so you'd have to be there, like, as soon as they're opening if you have to be at work at 11. Uh, and, and when the time you're getting off, most of them are, you know, an hour before they close. Well... We don't really live in, near anything that really matters. So he's also off three days during a week. Um, so yeah, wow, there's always time. Yeah, man, I want that gig. Is it basically works four tens? Oh, 
But still, course, I'd love to work. I mean, I'd love to just put in eight hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes but, I put in way more than eight. Oh, Those yeah. Days, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would only love to. There's days I wish I could only put in eight. Yeah. I'm sure this is really fascinating to the people waiting for this band uh, segment to come on. So uh, let's just go ahead and call it now. Because <laughs> I ransacked him. So yeah. I'm going to let you announce it this time because you're here. You can do it. And you know what we're going to play. So from VHS's new album, Quest for the Mighty Riff, what are we going to play, Jason? Is the song Eternia Needs a Hero? Is that what it's called? That is it. Yeah, it's okay. Eternia Needs a Hero. Metalheads, we are back this week, and we have Mike. Is it Hotchins? Hawkins? How do you say yeah, it? No, you had it right, Hotchins. Yeah, Hotchins. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, from the band VHS, dude. Hey, what's up, yeah, man? Thanks for having me. Well, hell yeah, Not dude. Much, like, uh, yeah, like Sean sent me an email a few weeks back and was just like, hey. I think you would like these guys. 
And holy shit, was he right? <laughs> I was just oh, that's cool. He sent me a one of the codes for the new uh, album, f- new full length yep. album, Quest for the Mighty Rift. Whoa, shit just like crashed here. That's never happened on the show, so I'm glad it finally happened in the fourth year. <laughs> Nothing, nothing's just falling down like that. Uh, so anyway, uh, Quest for the Mighty Riff. Yeah, new new stuff. Yeah, so uh, if uh, you go back and like listen to our previous albums, we're kind of like more of a horror movie based band. Um, like that's kind of our shtick. We're like all about horror movies. Um, and then this one, we decided to do something a little bit different. We kind of uh, sidestepped horror for a bit, and we're doing like a sword and sorcery themed album. So it's all about like the quest for the mighty rift. We're very tongue in cheek, so it's kind of like just a play, yeah, play on for us. Sure. I, I guess searching for better riffs. I guess it's just kind of corny and cheesy, but uh, yeah. So this one, we just kind of went with more like uh, sword and sorcery, like yeah. barbarians with big muscles, whatever you know. <laughs> Well, you know, as you sit there and said, though, you were just like, you know, quest for the mighty riff. And in today's music, it's still, as much as it was in 1982, it's still riff worship, you know. And, you know, thanks to the awesome dudes at Shade Beast, um, Joel, you know, he's got these stickers and shirts where it's all about that now too, you know, this this riff worship culture in in metal. And yeah, what I like about the from what I've heard from the new album, it's still fucking heavy, but it is different heavy. Riff wise it's different. <laughs> I guess it was just stupid to say. It's like its own conundrum, I guess. Yeah, yeah, well, we're we're kind of like we're, we're we've always been a little bit uh, like a melting pot influence wise for sure. Like we're like we've got heavy metal influence, but we've got punk influence, and we've got death metal influence, and then like we've thrown in a lot of weird curveballs throughout the years. This one, this album's more like straightforward and like probably our most like heavy metal influenced uh, album. So I guess that's probably like kind of like a, a tie into the album name itself. You know, it, it feels like if you're singing about movies that are based on guys with swords and wizards and shit like that it kind of lends itself to like a heavy metal feel for sure well definitely Um, and and you know that's a big market too as much as things like occult metal is a thing now that's you know that's really in the last few years has really taken off and then you know and then you get like the the power metal stuff and you know the you know you get all facets of of metal these days and and the sword and sorcery type thing is still just as prevalent you know as it was with bands like Saxon and stuff like that and and like Iron Maiden to a degree that you know you've got bands like Throne of Iron that are still doing that yeah yeah it's definitely there I mean I don't I don't know if there's many, like, I don't know if uh, well, I'd call us a quote-unquote death metal band, but, you know, it kind of, it might be a little bit different for a death metal band to go down this route. Uh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Or whatever, but, but it is what it is. We're just about cheesy fun, and it works for our uh, our style, for sure, I think. Definitely. And I think that's when, when you find what works for you, I think that's when people turn around and say, hey, they got really good. I gotta go see them, and, and and what I mean by that is that 
you know, when you find, like Motorhead, for example, when they found what worked for them with Fast Eddie Clark and that stride, and then the 80s and, you know, the transition years, all that stuff, yeah, they found what it was that, that worked. You know, I think all bands have to go through that. And for the record, uh, the Metal Archives list you as death, thrash, and grindcore. <laughs> well... It's in there, but there's other stuff in there too. Like, we had a saxophone solo on the last album, so I mean, we're all over the place. So I'm okay yeah. with whatever they call us. Yes. Now that is something that uh, I do want to. I do want to uh, pick here. Is this on the metal archives? Does not have any real information about, you know, like what? When was the band created? When? When was it formed? Um, I think like my memory is not the greatest but i'm pretty sure it was 2015 when we formed okay fairly early in the year um basically we kind of rose out of the ashes of a guar cover band um my brother-in-law and our first drummer our only drummer actually andy and our first bass player i should say jimmy all got together and we did like a guar cover show thing um we did the costumes and the whole nine yards and um we did two shows i think is that and then like we were like winding down jamming and my wife said um why don't you keep jamming with these guys and uh <laughs> do like a horror movie do a horror movie themed band and like i was like oh, okay i really like that idea and then we kind of just ran with it and um we had the luxury that the drummer andy's the jam space we were in he had a recording setup so it's like okay we can like demo our ideas really fast and like record pretty fast so like um we kind of just went right from like the first day we jammed we actually recorded two demos and then we released them online like pretty soon after like so um we definitely took advantage of the internet early on with the band and like pushed it out to a lot of people and it kind of just motivated us to keep going and then like now like eight years later we're still going so Hell yeah. And and see, and and I bet it doesn't feel like eight years, does it? No, not at all. It feels <laughs> like it's been like two months, honestly. Like And yeah, and I think that's the thing too. I think the pandemic, you know, it, it has a weird sense of time because it's almost like time wasn't there and like it doesn't feel for me like sixteen years of, you know, my band or four years of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. And, you know and when when you said 2015 i was gonna say oh you're you're still a relatively new band and i'm like dude that was fucking eight years ago <laughs> it's like that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally get that yeah so i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to break out my editing skills on the metal archives and, and see if i can fix that but that's what i'm noticing here is like you all have a lot of releases, whether it just be singles or whatever, but singles, EPs, splits with people, full lengths. You all have had a pretty healthy career of releasing music. Yeah, like, and I think part of that has to do with uh, us having our own studio, too. It's like it really pushed us early on to, like, I, a lot of bands probably wouldn't have recorded a full length in their first year as a band, but, like, we... We enjoyed getting together and recording new music. We just kind of, early on, we just would get together and, like, record songs almost every time we jammed. And before we knew it, we had enough songs for an album. And then just wow. over time, like, we've kind of transitioned to, like, now our albums are a bit more thought out and they're themed and whatever. But uh, I just get bored really easily. And it's like, I can't 
I can't just write like an album and leave it at that and like wait three years to write another album. Like I just feel no, like I'm always that. writing. Yeah, I'm just always writing something new, and it's like kind of how the new, uh, the new. Not I don't want to say the new way of like how the music scene works, but I mean like with the internet being so big mm-hmm. and making the and making the world such a small place, it's a lot easier to get stuff out. So right. like, l- luckily we've found a lot of record labels like through the years that have been wanting to work with us. So like. As far as the splits go, you know, like we've done splits with uh, lots of cool bands like Bruin and Oxygen Destroyer. Um, I can't remember who else. We've done quite a few. But uh, yeah, it's all just been bands that we like and bands that we've uh, become friends with, like through the power of the internet or whatever. And it's like, hey, you want to do a split? Sure. Like, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out, you know, like, and that's just. Right. I've just, I've just always wanted to stay like really uh you know what I mean really busy I'll say that because I can't say the other word um, and just always have new music just to keep myself what, what entertained what was the other word pl- 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 I don't know prolific my brain's not working right oh. now and my, my, okay pl- I thought you were going to cuss you know I mean? or something I'm like dude you can totally no, no. cuss <laughs> no I'll, I'll cuss <laughs> don't worry about that we'll, we'll get there uh, yeah for fuck's sake man <laughs> no. prolific that's what I was prolific, trying to say yes. prolific there yes. we go Um and my thing is, is like the last time when I start, well, when I started this band, I really wanted to have something for the first show, you know, whether it be a three song demo that we, we did like really DIY. That was my idea for my deal was like, go complete fucking DIY at the beginning. You know, everything else comes in time, but you know, get something to people. And that's where I, I agree with you on, you know, you know, uh, humping it, releasing the shit as much as you can. Because, let's face it, content is king, right? And the more content you have, the more people, you know, can get turned on to what it is. Because, you know, you you could find somebody who's been there since the beginning. Or, you know, people who have come midway through, you know, four years in or whatever. And that's what I find, too. I find, like, with, uh, especially since starting to work with Sean, um, this is our second album that we worked with Sean at Wiseblood. And um, I noticed that that was a big shift and just, like, bringing new people to the band and, like, new fans and stuff. And it's been super cool to watch that happen. And, like, I, I think... I think with us, one of our biggest things was like, I've been in bands for like many years, but this is the first band I've ever been in that actually made it like more than just a local band. And like part of, part of my, my uh, motivation to like always like be doing new stuff is like, I always get tired of like, the, I don't know if I'd call it the local band syndrome or what, but like bands yeah, that just well, never do anything more. You know yeah, I mean? there's, like, a th- there's a term um, called terminally local. And what that is, is where I, I, I'll have to look it up and see who, who actually said it because it was somebody was just like, what? That person said this? Uh, uh, and um, it's about, you know, where you can only strive to open for a band in your town kind of shit, you know, instead of being the band that's coming through town and having someone open for you. Yeah. No, I totally get what you're saying. And, you know, and real quick, a couple of things. Uh, one, shout out to Sean and everybody at Wise Blood that, you know, they're just so fucking rad. They're they're awesome people, and I love them to death. I, but, yeah, I want to give him, him and them a shout out, like, right now. 
Um, and for two, with all of the stuff that does everything on this list on the metal archives have a physical release of some type? See that I don't know. I'd have to go through it. Like for the most part, if it's like an EP, maybe. Uh, um, I'm, like, so we've horror. done. We've done. This album is our seventh full length, and those have all been released on either CD, tape, and or vinyl. Okay. Um, we've done a seven-inch split with Ruin. The Oxygen Destroyer split was a tape. So for the most part, um, I think so. Wrestle Massacre. Except, for, yeah, Wrestle Massacre was just a single we did, and then that was on one of our albums. Okay. Uh, but it had its so own artwork, I'm, but it wasn't necessarily. Yeah. It wasn't yeah, so, necessarily released physically. So that one actually was. Uh, it's based on a movie by a director named Brad Twig. He was he's a buddy of ours and he uh asked us to write a song for his movie. Um and that's where that one came from. And then it ended up being on our second full length album. So like there's I, I realize that it looks crazy and there's a lot of shit to digest if you go through like our discography, but uh most of it has actually been physical releases and we've uh we've been talking um about doing like a collection C D with anything that hasn't had a physical release. You um, need to do a collection vinyl that way. <laughs> Oh, that'd be crazy. <laughs> it'd be like it'd be like four discs, probably. Yeah, would yeah, it? yeah. I mean, like this one. This is my favorite title on the entire page, just because. Uh, Some humans taste like dog shit. The saga yeah. of Uncle Peckerhead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the three song that's EP. That's not very long though. So, but like. That's the that's the, the the cool thing about having your own recording setup, right? So th- what happened with that one is, um, I just happened to be watching a new uh, horror movie called uh, Uncle Peckerhead. It's an awesome movie that it's about like a band that's trying to tour and their van breaks down or something happens and they or they need a driver. That's what it is, and they hire this guy to be the driver, and he just ends up being a cannibalistic demon that eats people. Holy so I shit. mean it's. It, it's an awesome movie, and like especially like anybody involved in music would really dig it because there's like the touring aspect and everything. Um, yeah, so like just motivation like hit me with that one, and I wrote three songs about it. And I actually reached out to the director of it, and I'm like, "Hey, do you mind if I write music about your movie? I think it's super cool." <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah, and then that one was just a digital thing. So I mean, that like that's the power of the internet, you know? You're just right. like, oh. I, we recorded three songs. Here you go. Release it like within a week, you know? Definitely, man. And I I love the artwork on everything because there's there's so much it's all different stuff. You know, it, it's it's uh there's animation, there's digital media, there's you know, there's pictures. I mean, there's you know, the, the Halloween treats yeah thing. You know, and and it looks like Halloween. You know, it, it's it's awesome, and of course you have the perfect stock logo. You know, yeah. from the VHS tape logo, which is great. Yeah, because yeah. I'm sure it's free use. Well, if it is, nobody has came knocking on us yet that it's not. So I hope it is. But <laughs> but then I mean, you know, you it's almost like you all reinvent every. You know that. Is someone in the band a graphic artist is all I'm going to say because y'all have some great fucking artwork. <laughs> so 
Um, one of the things that I, I found out really early on with the band is that if you pay an artist or you do your research and find like a cool artist to do your art, people will take you way more seriously. So mm-hmm. I find that, that that's that's where a lot of bands kind of kind of falter is that they're either cheap or they think what they made is good enough. So like, yeah, I'm I'm okay with Photoshop and my wife's really good with Photoshop. So like we, we tinker and like we do a lot of our video editing and stuff like that and like might make the odd cover but like i always just we tend to work with the same artists like uh we've had like one guy named uh, nev from gruesome graphics who's done a bunch of our covers and then like uh carl Dahmer's done a bunch of our art and he's a really good artist and then like um a few of our more recent albums like the last two albums we actually had a, a tattoo artist named creepy jason Okay. Um, he was on that. He was on that TV show, Ink Master. So it was kind of a funny story. Like I, I, I thought he looked cool on the show, and uh, really dug that he like he has this uh, cool style and was different. And like I just one day I'm like, I'm gonna fucking message him and say like, Hey, did you ever do art for bands? And just see what happens. And like he he responded, which just shocked me. And yeah, he's like, Oh yeah, I'm totally into the idea of doing band art. And then that led to him doing like two of our album covers. So like. We just we're not cheap when it comes to the visual side of the band. You know what I mean? Like a Definitely. lot of people, a lot of people are like, we might be rough and like our music's kind of raw and like we're tongue in cheek and we might not take it like we're not like gonna like quantize our drums or do anything like crazy to make our music like perfect, but. The visual side of things we definitely take very seriously. Like it might be fun, but we'd still take it seriously. Oh, absolutely. And Creepy Jason did the artwork for Quest for the Mighty Riff. Yeah, he did. So we we actually have two covers. Like we did like uh the cassette version has a cover by uh Nev at Gruesome Graphics. It's like a a cartoon picture of the band like pulling a guitar out of the stone, like a sword in the stone with a guitar kind of thing. And then Creepy Jason did the wizard oh, yeah. one, so that's the one. Yeah, that's the one that's on the CD and the the record. Yeah, yeah. It looks like the uh, wow. I like that. Uh, like the any old NES game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. See, and you would not know unless wow. See, that's awesome. <laughs> and I'm I'm sure that's already sold out, isn't it? Ah, uh, the tape is sold out. Yes, yeah. we still got sure. lots of CDs and records, though, but. Yes, because the cassette tape even looks like a uh, NES cartridge. Cool. Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. yeah. See, that's rad. Yeah, we sold out of the tape in a weekend, actually. It sold super fast. Wow. Hell yeah, dude. See, that's that's rad. And, you know, I, I dig the whole... Um, the, the picture of the band on the Metal Archive page that they've got because it's you three sitting on the couch watching a movie and then on the table in front of the movie you've got the, the cases strewn out now were those deliberately put in the picture or did you just like did you say yeah we need to feature this on uh, you know we need to put this one because that's one of my favorites or something like that no, it was unfortunately it was just random. Uh, okay. The ones we brought, we, we just brought a stack, and then we just put them in the movie and uh, in the picture. It wasn't like a. It wasn't like a planned out thing. No, 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 <laughs> no. Because there's some cool ones on there, you know. Because you you know you've got zombie and you know house is in there. A couple of the Fridays are in there. It looks yeah yeah. It, it's cool, man. Like I, that's. That's one of the things that I was wondering. And then I also like the little tie-in, too, where on Quest, the the wizard cover, you know, he's as he's opening the portal off to the side, there's VHS tape sitting on top of the TV. 
yeah. is what yeah. it looks like. And then you get the little three X's down there in the corner <laughs> of the one yeah. tape, which is great. <laughs> and I don't know what, I can't read what the other two say. So if there's a secret on any of those, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not even sure. Definitely. So that was, that's all creepy Jason's brain. That's, all that. that's awesome though. And I, I really like the, the color scheme of it because you know, it seems like in in most metal, and you don't really get a lot of the like a blue and white scheme. You get like reds and purples and blacks and dark and green, like neon greens and shit like that. This is actually pretty cool looking. I, I like the blues and the and the greens and the whites. Yeah, you did an awesome job on it. Hell yeah, man! So totally looking forward to it. And shit. That's awesome. So I think right now, I think we're going to switch over to the new derailed segment here on the Metal Forge. And everybody knows that it's not really a a new segment. I'm just calling it something new now. So. <laughs> um, so derailed is five questions at random. Uh, whatever happens, happens, essentially. Let's do it. Uh, first question. Do knowledge and understanding make you content and happy as a person? Do not. Oh, geez, we're going fortune cookie here. Um, this is deeper than I expected. Um, <laughs> I told you it's, it's it's all pulled at random. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think so. I think knowledge w- would make you a happier person. Although they say ignorance is bliss, right? So uh, that's true. <laughs> So knowledge and understanding, I mean, I don't know. Would it be knowledge and understanding like a quest for power type thing? That would be kind of weird because then I don't know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like ridiculous political leader type shit. <laughs> See, this uh, that should have been in the conspiracy theorist deck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of, because it, it, it's funny because it, it's like, it depends on how anxious or or uh, paranoid of a person you are, because the more you know about how the world really works, the more uh, paranoid and anxious you're going to be. So it's like a vicious cycle, as mm. opposed as opposed to if like I don't know anything, I just go through life looking at TikTok all day. Then you know, I guess knowledge and understanding is not that important, right? That you know, that's that's about right because you know the 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 easily amused thing, I guess, like where you know something like TikTok can hold your hold your attention, and you know that's it's funny that you bring that up because a while back when I actually had the app and I had to fucking delete it off of my phone, so I didn't go back in, you know, like reactivate the account was I. I I lost track of time, you know, because I'm going to sit there and, you know, if I'm going to, like, scroll a couple of videos for, you know, you know, say I'm going to look, I'm going to watch five videos and be done. But that could either be five minutes or 15, you know? Yeah. Because they're they're up to three minutes or were up to three minutes of video. And, you know, if you watch five three-minute videos, holy shit, man. And then all of a sudden, you know, you've you've lost 15 minutes or say, you know, you just keep watching and all of a sudden it's two hours past the time. And it, no, see, I, 
nope, I had to get rid of it. And and now I'm trying to fight not doing it on like Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, they're turning it into the exact same thing, basically. Yep, pretty much. Uh, second yeah. question. Who would play you in a movie about your life? Oh, Jesus. Um, uh, And I will, I will give a caveat to this. Alive or dead. Alive I will go dead. that okay. far. So, like, if I would want Marlon Brando to play me, <laughs> I dig his fucking ass up. I've been to his grave. Uh, dig his ass up and resurrect him, and he can he can play the zombie me. Yeah, now I'm just I- exampling there. Um, honestly, like the only person that comes to mind, and they're not really an actor, but they have acted, is uh, Kevin Smith. Ah, because I've been told like it's definitely you in high school. Give I was off like, a, a Silent Bob vibe. That's what that's what I heard a lot in high school, and the funny thing about that is I had a friend who looked just like Jay, and we never we never did it for Halloween where we went as the pair of them, which is too bad. But like, uh, yeah, I'd say Kevin Smith could probably to, uh, probably play me. I don't know if he could do the Cookie Monster vo- voice or anything, but <laughs> Dude, he, he could practice. I guess they don't. Nobody has to actually do that. They, you know, there's been movies where they've put. They put the person's actual voice in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, you know, uh, the movie Great Balls of Fire is that way, actually. Now, yeah. Dennis Quaid learned to mimic Jerry Lee Lewis's piano playing, but he couldn't sing like him. So there you go. Uh, stupid trivia of the day. <laughs> what is your favorite invention that came out in your lifetime? Emoted my lifetime. Oh Jesus! Um, and and you said back in high school, just for the reference, you said back in high school that you were called Silent Bob. So I would say if if I were a betting man, you you were in high school when those movies were still quote mostly new, like. You know what I'm saying? Like, 97 yeah. through uh, 02 or 04, I guess. So, I, I graduated high school in 98. Ha! 98, 97 or 98, yeah. So, right so around think, the dogma era. I think around there, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what? Like, the greatest invention in, during my time, it seems self-explanatory that I'd have to say a VHS tape, No. Yeah, because uh, when was that? Was that in your lifetime? It's got to be in the eighties that they invented it. No, like, or did it come out in the seventies? I think I thought it was the eighties, but I'm looking her up now. I'm uh, I'm punching in the Google. What do we got on the the wiki here? Invented in 1976. Oh damn it! So close. Okay, we'll go with the CD then. There we <laughs> yeah. go. The next best thing. Yes, the CD. I, yeah, that's a you know that's one of my favorite scenes in um, <laughs> the Wedding Singer is when uh, Glenn he's like they're they're CDs they're new <laughs> when he brings in this giant Sony single disc fucking yeah, uh, yeah. CD player the one that we you know that we all had passed down you know if you lived in a you know, if you lived in a uh, 
fucking, you know, halfway poor community and you got shit passed down or something from other family members. Yeah. You definitely had that one, that big ass piece of shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they were super expensive when they first came out, too. Oh, like, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I remember my dad buying one, but I don't remember exactly what how much it was, but I know it was pretty pricey. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's definitely a... Um, yeah, like technology, you know, with, with everything else like that, like Sony and everything has came out with and, and stuff. Or, or actually, you know, this was uh, Victor and, who actually created the VHS tape. And, um, but like with laser discs and all of that stuff. Uh, question four. And like I said, these are all over the map. So, uh, if you could have a role in a wrestling company, what would it be? Oh, Jesus. Um, Are you a wrestling fan? You know what? Like, when I was young, I was a huge wrestling fan. And then kind of over the years, I, I, I still keep up with it, but I don't watch it religiously or anything. Um, I think I'd probably be like a heels manager, if anything. I think yes. that would be fun. You could taunt everybody and, like... Maybe I'd bring like a guitar to the the ring with me, and I could hit people with it. You know, that sounds like fun. Um, yeah, probably a manager, preferably with a heel for sure. Yeah, definitely. Heel managers are always the great, and uh, the, you know, the greatest. I should say, you know, Bobby Heenan, Paul Heyman, and then you know, where I'm from, Louisville, Kentucky, is Jim Cornette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I love Corny to death. He is, but he is, oh my gosh, <laughs> he's ridiculous. He's such a nice guy, though, in, in real life. You know, getting to meet him a couple of times now that he's moved back here, you know, he, he's he's nice, but don't piss him off. <laughs> yeah, he's very opinionated when he wants to be, for sure. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, so, I have one more question that this week I'm going to be drawing from, I'll tell you the deck, film buff. See how I did that? Oh. <laughs> and we're going to ask. But before we do, as always, links are listed below. So please give a like, a share, and a follow. Go find these guys on all the social medias. Listen to them. Go to shows. Buy the stuff on Bandcamp. Give them 100% fucking support because, you know, fucking... I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Because <laughs> some of those bands that, you know, play 8 feet or 15 feet away from the crowd you know you just don't get it anymore sometimes um that can apply to whoever seriously but yeah go give like shares and follows uh mike do you have any shout outs you want to give to anybody today uh no, not really but i'll definitely like throw throw out another shout out to sean um from wise blood because he's been awesome to work with and he's really motivated us to like push the band even farther than we had in the past. And, um, I think we've done like, we've done uh, like uh, a lot of awesome work together on this upcoming album. So I'm excited for people to hear it and Sean's awesome. So always shout out to Sean. For Definitely sure. so much a shout out to Sean from not only just putting out awesome, awesome fucking music, you know, from the region here, and now, obviously, reach, well, I mean, I guess, uh, where you're at, you could be, uh, you know, you could still be considered in my region, right? 
If, do you mean North America? <laughs> no, no. Like, so I'm in Indiana. And, and Sean yeah. and them are in Indiana. And you're up in Ontario, yeah. so. Yeah. Are you closer to, like, Windsor or Toronto? I'm I'm actually nowhere near either of those. Like, that's about 18 hours away from where I am. So Each? Ontario, Ontario is a huge, a right. huge province. So um, where we are, we're, like, more, like, northern. We're, like. Well, our city is like almost on the border of Minnesota, so oh, we're wow. closer to Minnesota than anything. Yeah. So you would be in Central Time Zone. Uh, Eastern still. Oh wow, Eastern. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm thinking of the way the map looks, and I know there's that little like weird like time zone bump there. Yeah. Okay. So that's why I was wondering. It's like. So yeah, technically we're in the same like Midwest region. I would say. So yeah, we're, with with Sean promoting those bands from like this whole region now is so fucking rad because I mean, he believes in it. And you know, that's what the definition for for the 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 parent, you know, ship of this uh deal here on the metal forge, the mud horn and the ale horn, is, you know, being a flame keeper. You know, holding the holding that torch and that candle to the flame of metal and shit. So yeah, I'm off of my soapbox now. <laughs> uh okay, Mike. Awesome. Uh looking forward to the new album, uh for sure, to you know, to hear the rest of it. Um, last question of the day from the film buff deal uh, card deck which scared you more The Exorcist or Rosemary's Baby Ooh. Uh, um, I, I gotta go with The Exorcist for sure I mean I still remember that one um, freaking me out um, Rosemary's Baby is more of a slow burn than the exorcist so i mean like yeah it's got it's got freaky parts but it's not like not as impactful as some of the scenes from uh the exorcist like i wouldn't say there's anything in the rosemary's baby like the fuck me jesus scene you know what i mean like that's like still to this day uh freaks me out like that just that whole movie freaks me out um yeah, The Exorcist is way scarier than Yeah, it's, it's definitely got its parts. Uh, the Exorcist does. Uh, I, I do agree with what you said about Rosemary's Baby. You know, it, it definitely... Yeah. It, 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 it's a lot slower than the than everything else, and you're just kind of, like, waiting for the next thing. And then, but with Exorcist, it's just like, holy shit. Because yeah, once it gets it, rolling, it it's rolling. It doesn't leave much up to the imagination, you know. It shows you pretty much everything. Hell yeah, man. So, on our way out today, thank you again. Fuck, what am I even saying? Again, thank you so much for coming on the Metal Forge this week. This has been an awesome conversation. It's just fun and chill and laid back. Yeah, that's what That's, that's what, what it what should be, man. That's what it should we're be. We're Canadian. We're Canadian, so we're just serial nice people. So, I mean, if anyone ever expects us to cause any drama or talk shit it's just not gonna happen we're just we're three chill dudes from canada that likes playing music about silly movies and that's that's it we have fun and that's it you know basically us in a nutshell that's awesome and and absolutely true uh everyone from canada that i have had on the show 
there every one of you are just so fucking chill and it whether it's lips in anvil or fucking cam mesmer from spell you know fucking everybody has just been oh well you know uh it's just kind of like you know this and i'm like holy shit man it's like <laughs> everybody is so cool <laughs> It's just something about Canada, I guess. I don't it know. is. I mean, I'm going to have to get up there someday. Someday soon. You know. Just don't come in the winter because you'll freeze. Absolutely. <laughs> I definitely don't plan on it. Now, uh, so many awesome bands out west, uh, you know, Vancouver area, places like that. Um, totally would love to see see a lot of those people. Uh, yeah. I mean, everybody, you know, there's. You know, Canada is really awesome these days with metal and stuff because there's so many different types of metal that come from there, and it's all equally as great. Yeah, every 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 province kind of has its own, like, uh, I wouldn't say, like, signature sound or anything, but there's definitely scenes from each, like, major city and province, and there's tons of awesome stuff if you dig in and, like... Oh, definitely. Research and find them, for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and it's the same way here in America with, you know, you know uh, East Bay Thrash and L.A. Thrash and yeah. Texas Thrash and, you know, Florida uh, and, and East Coast Thrash. You know, it's all different, but it's all the same. You know, it, it, each place has its own signature sound, so... Which is awesome as well. Dude, thank you again so much. On our way out today, off of Quest for the Mighty Riff, what are we going to play out? I don't know. What do you want to play? Oh, man. See, the, I'll, see I always play the first song, and then I let, uh, let the artist pick the way out. Okay, let's... Uh, hmm. So when is this going to air? On the release date? Give or take? Uh, probably the week after. Week after. Okay, so the album's out. Uh, let's go with the third song, uh, Dagoth Must Die. Because it wasn't a single, but we're still really proud of that one. And it's about Conan the Destroyer, so that movie definitely needs more love. So, yeah, Dagoth Must Die. That's my pick. Awesome. You heard him, Metalheads. This is Dagoth Must Die. Die. Yeah.
in 2017, one man's vision and passion for all things metal started out as a record store in his house. Years later, the fight against a mainstream empire continues as Shade Beast. An independent metal collective and online store based in Athens, Georgia, is the world's premier heavy metal brand for music heads that value authenticity over the mainstream acceptance. Featuring original t-shirts from some of the best underground artists, as well as stickers, posters from the Shade Beast Presents concert series. Unique, one-of-a-kind collectibles and small curated selection of vinyl and cassettes from the masters old and new. Visit ShadeBeast.com and enter promo code SITHLORD for free domestic shipping on your first order, whether you're a new customer or returning. And be sure to join the Shade Beast social groups on Facebook and the interwebs to keep up with the new release announcements and talk all things metal and Star Wars. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and filth. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground, from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine! An independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. 
That's unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com. What's up, Metal Forge fans? This is Alan Bishop, the alchemist of Indiana's Black Forest and head distiller at Spirits of French Lick. Do you find yourself drawn to the unexplained, fascinated by the Fortean, or enchanted by the paranormal? If the things that go bump in the night resonate in your mind, then tune into my brand new podcast, If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything. Featuring first-hand accounts, collected stories, interviews, history, and speculation related to all things not of this world. Available now on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and more. Set back, relax, and remember, if you have ghosts, you have everything. Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE10 to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Hey, Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio. Something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby.